is Friday, November 29th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 761 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WTWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS, Patrick Shaw, back on the line here with you as we get to talk about our favorite subject of all time, and that is, of course, as always, professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a little bit, a little bit kind of here in our in our lineup here tonight. Of course, first off, I will be bringing you tonight's rest of history and birthdays. As of course, as we do every Friday night, I'll be filling in for the human suplex machine, John Gross, and bringing you, of course, tonight's rest of history and birthdays. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we are we are of course will definitely throughout the show we'll definitely give you any news that come over the wire here. It will be brought to of course our brought to you courtesy of our 2017 WWS tag team King Ice. Of course, it'll be through its representative tonight. Hall of Famer. Every Monday after and but add on very much for taking the work. As I was to be on this episode 81 of the JJ, I do greatly appreciate that. The mother and welcome. Video feeding my Of course, if you video under the ring here tonight, please, please. Group sports slide. OHUS through talk shoot as always is one six two zero four 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 caller ID zero five five pounds and one chime in that we have to include in addition to University of GD so resident history and birthday tonight our daughter Wednesday night AEW going on with SmackDown and also Gemma will have our our discussion of course of, of five of matches past series also three special guests here this evening. I definitely like, like I said, we're 
JD Cats. Somebody should be back. So in the meantime, folks, in the meantime here, folks, he's rocking and rolling as we saw in his face here. No. Years ago, he defeated Cal Orton to win the There, ladies and gentlemen, I think be back on the Thank you. Hey, uh, I can hear this. So, uh, let's just go ahead and get here for today, November the 12th. Yes. And answer your question. He was in. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, that's, let me see here. 19. British legend. He said, cancer. He battled in his home. He was 52 years old. Malton Ruan, six baby. He worked as a nightclub at the suggestion of a friend. His career on the great circuit in 1967. All-Star Wrestling. After American Wrestling, the force changed to giant five to joint to the team. Early still duo sheer size and also feud with the math. Turn face during the feud. He said. Eddie matches with the highest record in time. And on until the three. Ruan. Ruan. He's 105 pounds. Russell for Stanley. The champion. Austria. World champion. In the United States, he was returned to England at the time of his death. His wife and very interesting. Twenty years ago today, 1999, Denver, Colorado. 
another it was a band with Scott Hall in a trash. The champion revived it thousand when action finds it. There's some stuff. But the title would be goes through a hard reboot in April. On that same episode, Juventus Guerrero defeated Jushin GP Junior Heavyweight Champion. It is the first time the champion soil. The nine nine again most powerful wrestling is what else? A wedding set between like and step was a triple A. It was he married nine before chapel in Los Angeles. Drugged up the whole also be the way part of a lot of privilege to which they just have of the year. And and JD is talking on the computer. So you can also give me the about that ladies and gentlemen. JD still he believes this coming up to me, I'm not reading any. Nine put at 2000 on Rockham, which began to be included. Tiger Drew McIntyre, MVP, Riley Tyson Kidd, his bravest. Big Brian and On the same show, the Miz defeated C. Taney at age 61, about the oldest person in WWE. Let's see. Neil, sadly, complicated. He was just a creative in the early Regularly on comics, appeared in TV shows and movies. He was a regular. also one of the most controversial. who called himself Burner. Who off the was fired and again and again. Profiles of So here we go. Off today and the birthday of Zach Busa. Hello. FMW. Hold on, I'm here. Yeah, I can. Reiterate one more time. In my phone. So. In my computer. So. You're breaking up. It's it's Dad's phone, Sam. Bear with him. I'm sending him a message right now. Okay. Remember. 
Mexico in the mid 90s. On Mac, he's in the 2000s. Three moonsaults. And I got vertebrae. FMW to overcome as just four months after his fourth promotion should. Izaki, who following his return, served as the reboot in his inability to work on March 3rd. He was home. He took friend on at Age of four. So, let's see. Or a people. John, if you know the other In the room, accomplished. Grant, he is a champion in WWE. 180 day run. 2004. color commentary. Nine months. 
replacing Paul Heyman. Hurts had been in the post until last His longest break came in 2012 when he had an episode of Raw. Turned two months later, Lawler was in the Hall of Fame in 2012. He was in Memphis in 1995. Lawler is also a martial artist. is in pounds and Hello? They, of course, all. He's, he's here, Sam. We're just trying to get things going here. Huh? I Happy said, you're still, we were, still with me. We're just trying to get Dad to finish up the birthdays and I'm trying to get his phone moving, so don't worry. We'll get this in a second. Okay. Today, today we've been to 70 to Eugene Arthur on the wrestling fan. Eugene Gino. I told him again in the announcer. For the being offered a new deal, he left the WC and said he was here until the thousand. He returned following the sale. You're on a radio call. Yeah. Yeah, hang it in there. Yeah. He was six. Gentlemen, there you go. Today we do. Let's go ahead and give you the number one. Go ahead and continue. Must have been having technical difficulties. Six. Oh, well, uh, I remember when this happened so, one time before, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, we must have some sort of difficulty here. Uh, my uh, my uh, inter- my internet was. Just- Possibly just acting a little bit uh, crazy here again. I'm not sure what was going on. And also, like I said, I think we still have the Iceman here with us here. Uh, I think we You're can so hear that. Okay. Well, JD, uh, and also JD, as I as I've been trying to mention here to you, when I do these shows, I don't use my phone. So I'm not. So I'm not on my phone. I'm on my computer. I have. Um, so I'm not using my phone. So I don't know where you get where I'm using my phone at. So I'm using my computer. I don't use my phone when I do these shows anymore. 
I stopped oh, doing yeah. that when they revamped. Oh, yeah, I know that you kept and I can't move from where I'm at. It's because I'm doing that's where I'm doing the show at. So, <laughs> so, so, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies. JD was apparently a little bit confused here. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but uh, let's see. Let, let's go ahead and see here. Uh, as a matter, of, as, as we said. Okay, so, so JD, there's a message right there for you. So that way, that will let you know what I've been trying to say. <clears throat> okay. Um, you're on my phone. You're on my phone because my phone called back into my with my phone, my house phone. So you're on my cell phone. You got Sam on too. Okay. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. As of course, as as JD did now mention. Of course, he did mention this to me this morning. Uh, and of course, uh, of course, just being the, the day after Thanksgiving. Of course, obviously, this was a very rare big-time treat here, of course, as as always it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's not very often that we get, of course, get the big names from the from the days of yesteryear here in professional professional wrestling. But right here, this is, of course, a very rare treat for us. Of course, it's not very as I said, that's not very often we get it. But you know, we are always happy whenever we do, so, ladies and gentlemen. Now, on now, as JD this this now hinted to me a little while ago. Uh, in my in our, in our point of view, a true wrestling legend. Yes, I, I, I think appropriate I can say that. Um, of course, been around the business a very long time, knows some of the names in the past, and possibly some from the present as well, maybe. Also, he is a, um, and forgive me if I don't know the exact exact relation, but I do know he is, of course, he is related to, of course, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, of course, it was very big back in the day. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> of course, uh, like I said, very well known back in the day here, of course, in the world in the, in the world of wrestling from the past, when wrestling was wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's what we always try to say here, of course, here on all of our shows all the time. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome him in. He is a, he is a, of course, is a, Member, he is of course a member of our. Uh, I believe, I believe our true, our our true blue thing is our celebrity wing of our WCWS Hall of Fame. Of course, a true blue WCWS Hall of Famer, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, Mr. Michael Sam Houston. Mr. Houston, welcome, sir, to number seven sixty. Hey, thanks. Revolution. Thank you Mr. very much, man. It's it's a pleasure and an honor to be on your show and to be able to talk to your listeners again. This is awesome for me, and this weekend is really great, too. I'm over here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at WrestleCade. Uh, it's a, an event they do it once a year for Toys for Tots. We've been doing yeah. really well. Uh, there's 8,000 tickets sold for this event for tomorrow, uh, and I will be in the ring tomorrow night. So I'm, I'm really stoked, excited. And everything else, and I, you know, I, and seeing all my old friends and old buddies, I was talking to Animal Road Warrior Animal a while ago, and talked to Dustin Rhodes, the Rock and Roll Express. You know, catching up with all these guys at these events is really awesome, and I'm just, uh, I'm just so honored and so grateful, and I got to give thanks to the Almighty for letting me be here tonight. Oh, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, Mr. Houston, I will go ahead and mention here to you, sir. You can uh, call me Sam. Yes, yes. You can call I, me Sam. I've been raised to be respectful. So that's the way I've been. Always <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
I've been raised that I've always been raised that way. You're actually, believe it or not, I would say no more than about 30 to 45 minutes away from me because I live in North Carolina. Oh, cool. Well, I hey, in, if you're going to go to where, where do you live? I live in Trinity, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yes. Are you coming to the event tomorrow? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know yet, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I forgot that it was even going on. But I mean, I'm, but <laughs> because I haven't kept, I've, I've been trying my best to keep up with it. Um, but I'm, I, I, I most certainly will, will try my best. I mean, I can. Right, that'd be great. Um, yeah. I, you know, my daughter Samantha Starr is here. My half brother Jake the Snake Roberts is supposed to be here tomorrow. I haven't seen him yet. Uh, they're having a card tonight over at the Benton, uh, Civic, Benton County Civic Center here. Uh, I, I went in and met a bunch of the new guys coming up. You know, uh, you know, I told them all try to be safe, but you know, this is their dream, and give it all they got because if you don't give it all you got, you're never going to succeed. And you know, uh, but this is their dream, and and, and uh, uh, you know, I wish them all the best of luck. Oh, and, but I'm just so honored and so happy to be here. And uh, be at this event, and then tomorrow night I'll be wrestling. So that's a five star night for me. You know, I get to do what I love to do and my passion, and I'll be able to get in there and show them, you know, show the younger guys what it is to be on top of the world. Because when I'm in the inside the squared circle, that's what I'm. At, that's what I'm am. I'm on the top of the world because I'm out there and I'm performing and I'm giving my all for the fans. And that's where it's all that you know. That's what it's all about. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just so grateful to be here, especially on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I came up uh, from uh, Louisiana night before last, drove 900 miles straight through to be here. So if that didn't tell you something about somebody wanting to be in an event and somebody wanting to do something and, and go that extra mile, it ought to. Oh, indeed. Oh, I, I, yeah. Absolutely. And then today, today, today was a a beautiful day. First of all, uh, yesterday, last night, some very dear friends of mine, Kim Austin and Cliff uh, Stankowitz in Monroe, North Carolina, had invited me to uh, Thanksgiving dinner. So I had one of the most awesome Thanksgivings in the world. Because usually, you know, for a wrestler, Thanksgiving is a big, you know, big event. It was either Survivor Series back then or Starcade or one of those big events. So, you know, as a wrestler, you never really get to sit down and have the big turkey turkey dinner and everything. Uh, so for years and years, I missed out on that. And if you're lucky, you get a turkey club sandwich after the event's over, you know, at the, the whatever hotel you're at. But I had, like, so I had one of the most awesome Thanksgivings with my friend Kim and Cliff and their families and stuff. And it was, it was, it was, it was out of the floor. I'm outside the Marriott right now. That's when I walk, uh, fire truck going by. But, uh, uh, but I had an awesome day yesterday. And then today talking about the old timers and stuff like that. Well, uh, when I first started wrestling, Dusty Rhodes was the one that broke me in. I ran away from home. He changed my name to Sam Houston. Uh, and he got me my first matches in Florida. 
Well, when I came to WCW and was working for Jim Crockett Promotions in uh, in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, this area, uh, the original WCW, it was Mid-Atlantic Wrestling. Well, when I got here, uh, I'd been wrestling here for a little bit, and I was getting really popular. And, you know, some things happened to me with the four horsemen and the whole nine yards. You know, uh, they put 27 stitches in my head one night. They broke my arm. They jumped me in a parking lot. They did a lot of bad things to me. Well, Dusty wanted to teach me how to be a ring general. And the man to do that, uh, uh, he was the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion back uh, around, you know, when my dad was wrestling. His name was Nelson Royal. You know, Danny Hodge had the title for a long time. Then after Hodge had it, Nelson carried that belt for a long time in the 70s. Well, when I broke in, Nelson had retired. Nelson had a a Western store in Mooresville, Oklahoma. Nelson's passed. But uh, Nelson came out of retirement to be my tag team partner to teach me how to be a ring general and to take control in a match. And he did an exceptional job. You know, he helped me out so much. So today, driving through uh, from from uh, from Monroe, North Carolina, up to uh, up to Winston Salem, I drove a little bit out of the way because I wanted to go by the Western store, and I wanted to see his family. He, you know, he had the uh, Nelson Rolls Western store, the Diamond R Western store, in Mooresville, North Carolina. They were generous there and giving me some gifts and uh, for Toys for Tots, this event that we're going to be doing. And when I gave them to the promoter, he said, oh, no. He said, we want to auction these off because we want to raise as much money as we can for the children. And that is so admirable, you know. But uh, but I, I, I sat and I had uh, I, I sat with Karen Nelson's uh, wife today for two hours talking about old times, talking about Nelson, uh, and, and it was just, it was awesome. And, and it's so good to be here, you know. Uh, this is like, you know, Louisiana was, was the hotbed of wrestling for a while when Mid-South was around, uh, Cowboy Bill Watson in that era. Dusty Rhodes turned the Carolinas into what it was back then, and it is so great to be here where you've got events every weekend, you know, you've got good talent. Um, you got you got guys that really want to get out there and give it all they've got. You know, you can't sit on the front porch and and reach out to to you know to grasp your dreams. You got to get out in the front the front yard and you got to reach for the stars. I mean, for a lot of these guys nowadays, this is their lifelong dream. And if you don't give it your all, you're not you're you're not doing yourself a, a service at all you're doing yourself a disservice because if you tried hard enough to be able to be considered a professional wrestler and you don't give it what you got and you don't do it for the people, then, I mean, you're, you're just barking up the wrong tree. Steve, I got a question sure. for you. Speaking of going dusty, however, what do you think of this new group, all of the wrestling and Cody and Dusty and uh, Chris Jericho and how they're taking off so far in the last couple of months on TNT. It seems like they're the new uh, WCW in a way. They're catching fire pretty well with the audience. All yeah, you know, uh, you know, I've been watching it, and, and yes, I'm interested, and I talked to Dustin a little while ago about it, and yes, I would like to throw my hat in the ring 
there. I would like to make make some appearances. I'd like to get in and perform. I'd like to wrestle. Um, uh, I, I believe, you know, they're giving, instead of doing a 20-minute monologue or a promo to start their show off, they're start, starting their show off with action. You know, people will pay to see action. People are so tired of sitting there listening to all the talking and running their mouths and the little little vignettes and, and little, uh, you know, side things that go on. They They want to see competition. People will pay to see competition. I think they're doing an awesome job with that. Um, the acrobatics and stuff like that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too sure of. You know, um, I mean, I was a high flyer when I was, uh, but that was that was 30 years ago. You know, I remember the night I, I jumped off the top rope and hit, uh, I believe it was Ernie Ladd with a drop kick off the top rope. And I got to tell you, when I landed, it hurt. So I decided right then and there I was going to take that uh, take that out of, off of my repertoire, you know. <laughs> but but um, I I think I think they're they're great. I, I you know, but I I really like to see them get back to doing more wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 get away from you know, get away from some of the acrobatics and stuff. I know uh, they're 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 talented performers. But there comes a time when 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 you need to be a wrestler, you know. Uh, when you lace your boots up and you're seriously serious about competition and serious about titles, and you know, uh, you you need to get out there. I mean, and you need to wrestle. Wrestling's the name of the game, not 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 gymnastics. You know, I'm not taking anything away from these guys. They're very talented. And, and, and they're superb athletes, but you need to get back to what's on the marquee. And the thing you're selling, the event you're selling is professional wrestling. Yeah, no question, no question. You know, nobody ever nobody ever questioned Ole Anderson about being a wrestler. They didn't call him a gymnast or they didn't, you know, an acrobat. You know, it's, it's time that guys – Got serious about uh, uh, guys. Got serious about their business. Um, gosh, and 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 became wrestlers again. You know, people people want to see uh, people want to see competition. People want to see uh, personal conflict. You know, what they're doing is awesome, and I don't want to take anything away. But they don't need to get too close to what Vince McMahon is trying to sell people. Right. Or Triple H or whoever, you know. I know Triple H is running it now, and I, you know, and hey, if those guys are making a living, let them make a living, you know. Let them put, you know, they're going out there, they're doing this. People are paying money to see it. Let them make a living, but you know, it, it's it's to me, it's like if if you go to an MMA fight, well, you know, it, and I, I I've heard it for the past. I don't know, a couple of years now, people are, oh, that's real stuff and that other stuff, you know. And and, and that's, that's doing me a terrible disservice because whenever I got in the ring, I gave it all I had for the people every night. I got out there hurt. I got out there injured, you know. I, one night in Greensboro, North Carolina, I walked in the dressing room and Terry Funk was laid out on the table. You know, and Terry, in my, in my eyes, to me, Terry Funk is like, you know, one of the greatest 
uh, performers, wrestlers to ever come down and one a world champion, everything. He he was awesome, and he's laid out on the table. And I walked up to him. I was I was, I was, I was young. I walked up to him and I said, "Hey, Terry, what's wrong?" And he tells me, he goes, "Well, Sam, I've got a fractured hip." I was like, "A fractured hip?" I said, "And you're going to wrestle tonight?" And he told me, he looked at me, he goes, "Yep." Sometimes you got to tape up and go. These people paid money to see me wrestle Ric Flair, and I'm going to go out there and wrestle Ric Flair. And, you know, Terry went out there. I don't remember. I, I believe he lost that match. But he, he he took Flair on for 40 minutes, you know, and it was a fractured hip, you know. And everything I tried to do after that, it, it wasn't just to – emulate Terry Funk, everything. I I wanted to make the fans happy. So if I had a, when they broke my arm, I was in the ring the next night. Yep. I had a plaster cast on my arm, but I was in the ring the next night. When they put the stitches in my head, I didn't take time off. I was in the ring the next night. You know, when I tore my thigh out in St. Louis, I tore my thigh out in St. Louis wrestling Scott Hall. He was uh, the diamond stud at the time. Yep. I drove from St. Louis all the way to Atlanta, Georgia that night. It was 800 and something miles. I drove there, and then I had to wrestle twice the next day. Well, my father was Grizzly Smith, and my dad didn't, you know, he wasn't about to let me take the day off. He went and got liniment, and he got some saran wrap, and I got in a hot tub, and I soaked my leg and everything, and then uh, I taped it up, and it was time to tape up and go. And I wrestled that afternoon. I don't remember who I wrestled that afternoon, but that night in Atlanta at the Omni, I wrestled Steve Austin. He wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin then. He was uh, he was stunning Steve Austin at the time, but I wrestled him. I had to hop to the ring on my left foot. I couldn't hardly put any weight at all on my right foot. When I did a move or something like that, I had to make sure that I landed close enough to the ropes to pull myself back up and, and make it back to my feet. Um, when when I got out of the ring after the, after I wrestled Steve, Steve won that night. When I got out of the ring and I hopped back to the dressing room on my left foot, the Japanese guys were over here. Hiro Matsuda, Giant Baba, all the Japanese, you know, dignitaries and, and leaders were over here. And Hiro, Hiro Matsuda walked up to me and he stuck his finger in my face, and he said, we want you Japan. And I said, why? I lost. He said, you you hurt, and you still go, you know? He said, you no quitter. And and they didn't like, you know, when, when they spend all that money to bring a fellow over there, and he gets over there, and he wrestles once or twice and decides he doesn't like it, you know, and wants to go home. They don't want crybabies over there. They want people that are going to go out there and tape up and go. You know, it's brutal here in the States, but it's, it's it's every bit, if not more, brutal over in Japan. I'm sure, uh, you know, and that's where that fella Kenny Omega, that's where he got his or made his reputation. That's a, that's a wonderful athlete there, you know, and he's got that mentality, tape up and go. Yeah, you know, I've, I've heard stories about Matsuda. I mean, he was one of the toughest SOBs as a trainer. I mean, he broke Hulk Hogan's ankle. I mean, went with Orndorff, Paul, Luger, Ron Simmons, all those guys. I mean, 
he was a pretty unique uh, manager, I know, in the J-Cup Federation with, like, Muda and them, however. But as far as the trainer goes, I heard he was one of the toughest son of a bitches you ever wanted to uh, mess with. Oh, he was. When, when I was – I got offered when I was uh, 13 years old to go to Japan and train. My dad didn't let me go because I, I was I was, uh, I, I was working out sort of here in the States, you know, and I was taking wrestling camps and things like that. And, you know, my dad really didn't wasn't pushing me towards wrestling, but I had known I was going to be a wrestler all my life. When I was 17, I had my tonsils taken out, and I died on the table for two minutes. Hmm. Well, I was in the hospital from April the 2nd to August 13th and did not eat food. I dropped down from 230 pounds to 128 pounds. Whoa. I was in a coma for two weeks. Uh, the, the the doctors come in the the night that I woke up. They said, we don't expect him to make it. Oh, how are y'all? Uh, we don't expect him to make it. And I saw my mom crying. I saw my sister crying. I could see and hear everything going on around me, but I couldn't communicate. I spent two weeks in that coma. I saw my dad crying, and I didn't expect that, and he was praying for me to fight. I woke up that night. The next morning, uh, the next morning, I was in a private room. I talked to them for a little bit. I went to sleep. I was tired. I woke up in a private room. We talked for a few minutes, and then I had to turn on Mid-South Wrestling. And Cowboy Bill Watts was sitting there with Boyd Pierce on TV, and he said, matchmaker Grizzly Smith is not with us tonight. His son Mike is in a life-and-death fight, fight for his life. He's in a life-and-death situation. Not expected to make it. I looked at my father with horror on my face and in my eyes, and he said, "Son, that was that was filmed Wednesday night. It's Saturday now. You're gonna be okay." Yeah. You know? Wow. But um. Oh yeah. The, the, wait, wait till the wait till my book comes out. I'm working really diligently on my book. Uh, I've got uh, got over 200 pages written. In it, uh, uh, you know, and I haven't even got to the good stuff yet. <laughs> you know, I've got, I'm up to 1985, and when you said a while ago, I've had so many years in the business. I was born into this business, so I'm 56 years old. I've spent 56 years of my life in, around, in the, in the business in one shape, form, or way or another, you know? Um, you know, a lot of guys, when they break in, they're 21, 22 years old, and they wrestle for 8, 10 years, some 20 years or whatever, and they got 20 years in the business. I'm 56 years old still doing it. Yeah. And I, I would challenge anybody to say that I'm not as exciting as what I used to be. I wrestle every every year at the CAC's uh, convention in Vegas. I've been told by Paul Orndorff, Brian Blair, Carl Lau, all these people come up and they tell me, wow, you're, you know, this age, you're amazing. I was two years ago, I was ranked number 79 in the world down in Florida for some of, you know, uh, some events that I had done. So, and that was at 54 years old. Well, how can you beat that? You can't beat it. All you got to do is say, hey, man, that, ha that guy has a passion, a burning passion to do his very best, you know, in this business. But my passion doesn't stop there. My passion goes further. I want to give the best that I've got. The Almighty blessed me with a lot of gifts. 
and I want to use every one of them. On Judgment Day, I don't want him to say, oh, depart from me. You didn't do what I, you know, you didn't use what I gave you. Right. I, I want to give everything I can. You know, um, yes, I'm a performer. Yes, I'm an entertainer. Yes, I'm a wrestler. Yes, you know, to all these things. And yes, you, you can call me whatever you want to. It's no skin off my teeth because I believe in myself. You know, um, I, you know, I want to lift people up. I, I, I've done, I've done a lot of things for a lot of people. You know, I've helped people get out of wheelchairs and walk again. I was paralyzed twice myself, partially paralyzed. I spent nine months the first time, six months the second time. My career was over. I should have never got back in the ring again. Charlie Norris, through working out with him, when when he when he signed on with WCW, I started working out with him. He told me, he goes, you remember me? And I was like, no. He said, well, you kicked my ass about four years ago. And I was like, oh, God, this big Indian. And he goes, uh, he goes and then we got to talking. He helped me with my dad. Uh, my dad had had surgery and ended up with staph infection. So he helped me with my dad. And we went to the bar and we talked. And, we, you know, we drank and we talked. And I started training him at the developmental center uh, for WCW. Right. After, after three months, he talked me into getting back in the ring. I told him, I said, my career is over. And he said, Sam, he goes, I'm giving you everything I got. He goes, and I can't do a damn thing with you, man. He yeah. said, you need to be back in there. So I talked to him. I said, you know, I, I'd do it if I, if I was in tag situations. Right. So we we agreed, and, and whenever he left WCW, we started tagging full-time. We were the renegades. We made five tours, five very successful tours of Japan. We made one tour of New Guinea where I was almost eaten by cannibals twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, wait till the book comes out. I mean, I was, they, were, they were carrying me off to the big black pot. This, uh, the Australian army had to come and get me. Wow. That, yeah. That is crazy. Well, speaking of the Starcade, uh, I know Chad and I were talking about this offline, and we, I just watched a little bit of – I watched a little of Starcade earlier today from 85, and that was, I can't believe, 34 years ago yesterday. And I remember your match with Professor Crucia very well because I just watched that just a full earlier today. But – Talking about Starcade now, Howard, the WWE, however, doesn't seem like they're having it in the original place of Greensboro, North Carolina. I mean, they're going to have it in Duluth, Georgia this Sunday. But why do you think, however, that Starcade is not back in the Carolinas where it should be all along, Howard, and they've been doing different places the last few years? Because Starcade was always... To be honest, yeah, I'll be, I'll be very blunt and very honest, okay? Vince McMahon wanted to show everybody that he crushed WCW. So he's changing traditions, if that makes any sense. He's showing you that he can do whatever he wants to do, or Triple H for that matter. But they're showing you that it doesn't matter about the old traditions anymore. They're making their own traditions. And they expect people to follow whatever they do. And, you know, here's the here's, here's, here's the, the main part that people will follow. You know, they'll forget uh, your name was such and such. You, let's take Bray Wyatt for for instance. They've forgotten his name was Husky Harris when he first tried out and first went up there, and then he comes back and Bray Wyatt worked. You know, 
now his character, from what I saw the other day, now he's like some sort of Mister Rogers type thing. Yeah. You know, he went from uh, he went from I don't know what what kind of weirdo swamp thing he went from to what he is now. But you know, they they can change that, and 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 they believe that if they hammer that down your throat long enough, that you'll accept it. I remember when, uh, and, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I don't like to trash talk anybody. But for a long time, nobody believed in Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Bryan Danielson. He was booed out of arenas, basically. You know, mm-hmm. people booed, you know, and they were trying to push him as, as you know, as, as you know, uh, uh, oh, gosh, uh, a good guy, you know. Yeah. They were trying to push him like that, and people were booing him out of the arena. Well, they, they kept doing it and kept doing it. Well, after a couple of years, and then they put the world title on him, and then he's part of the yes. They are, he, he's, he is the yes thing, you know? Yeah. But they tried every way in the world, and it wasn't until they put him with Kane before that to where he started started gaining a following. And then I remember in 2014 at the Superdome. Yeah, finally he, but but he had a dome full of people on their feet and on his side. But they believe that they can ram something down your throat for so long that you'll finally buy into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a point. Well, I like to add one little. You know, point. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I don't mean to inter- I don't mean to interrupt you, but. Um, I was just over. I, I couldn't help but overhearing. Um, if I may, if I may be a little bit blunt here, um, I, I mean, you mentioned WCW. Of course, JD and I always talked about this. You know, for one thing, WWE. First off, I will say WWE. You know, did bring back bring back the Greensboro Starcade. Was what I'm talking about. It brought it back two years ago because I, I and a friend went and saw it personally. But the biggest mistake uh-huh. they made was they didn't air it. They did not air it at all whatsoever, which was a darn shame and all. Seeing as how that, that that's where, like I said, that that's where that show had, had its roots and everything like that. And but but here all of a sudden you start seeing these little clips popping up on YouTube and all these little interview segments where they got like they're talking to Rick Flair, they're talking to Dustin Rhodes, they're talking to the Hardys and everything. You know, you know, saying how I mean. And you know, even the Hardy Boys even said best that this is where this is where the show belongs. I mean, that's where it was. Uh-huh. even Dustin Rhodes said that was he was the first one that his that the first one you know that he remembers being in Greensboro. Of course, he was up and he was up in the upper tier with some friends of his watching it and all. But uh-huh. if I may, but if I, if I may, if I may say so, if if I, if I may say so. Two things, that, and I agree with everything that you've said so far. I agree with everything that you said about this. But number one, Vince McMahon can think this all he wants to. But like I said, he can think these two things if he wants to. First of all, he didn't crush WCW. WCW, no, no. he didn't crush WCW at all. It just fell on hard times, and he just simply took advantage of the hard times. And second well, of all, you had a lot of people. Yeah, with WCW, you had a lot of opposition in, within its own office. You know, um, yes, 
I know I know a ton of guys that blame the fall of WCW on Eric Bischoff. You know, um, I wasn't in the office. My father was uh, for a while. I don't, but but not at that time. He wasn't there at that time. So I can't tell you. All I all I, all I do know is, you know, when Shane bought it and took it over. You know, I think that was a power move. I think it was up for sale. I think maybe Ted Turner was tired of the fussing and fighting, was tired of the, uh, uh, of the you know, of the competition and how much money his roster was costing him. You know, Eric Bischoff gave those great big money contracts. Vince, Vince didn't have money contracts like that. Vince offered you work for two years at a time. You know, back then, uh, he didn't guarantee, he, he wasn't doing the guarantees. You know, Bret Hart talks about it. All these guys talk about it. Eric Bischoff was throwing away somebody else's money. And that's what the guys were signing on for, you know, for guaranteed money. And then, then instead of making the house shows and the, and the Coliseum appearances, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go anywhere unless it was a, a, te- a television taping. Well, when you set your B team out to all these towns and you don't have your A team players there, you know, the people wise up and they quit buying tickets. And that's basically what happened. How many people, okay, the NWO started out with uh, Hall and Nash and then, then Hulk Hogan and then, you know, this name and that name. And then at the end of it, they had like a NWO, and it, and all they had to do was put on a poster that the NWO was going to be there, and you're thinking you're going to see the top talent, but you don't get the top talent. You know, your main event might have been one of the underlings or a bunch of the underlings, you know, and and you're 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 paying money to see guys that you really don't care about that you're not, and these are the guys that weren't getting the exposure on television, you know. You didn't know who they were on the TV program. You just saw them in a black T-shirt and said NWO. Yeah. Well, sure, sure. You know, yes. they didn't spend that time on their. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't spend the time. You know, on their storyline, they could care less about that. But they were. But when they weren't doing a television taping, when they were running a house show, it was like, okay, these guys don't matter. Go ahead and put them out there. We got to save these guys for TV. You mm-hmm. follow me? Yeah. Yes. Sir. You know, and you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen you wouldn't have seen uh, you know Rick Flair as your world champion doing that. Rick Flair was out there working his hind end off all the time. I mean, in Kansas City, everywhere, everywhere he went, he gave it. A, you know, he gave it his all. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't really like Flair all that much when I was coming up, uh, but boy, you know, in later years. What a respect I have for that man, yep. you know, uh, especially after I've heard of some of the things that he went through with the office and and everything else. Do I believe that Flair got his, his just due? No, I don't. No, I, I believe he was taken advantage of. You know, in my book, uh, i got to be honest, in my book, promoters are snakes in the grass, you know. They'll lie to you. They'll tell you whatever. You know, they'll lie through their teeth at to you. They'll tell you, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the other. You know, and when you're expecting something, you keep, you know, it's kind of like dangling the carrot in front of the horse. 
Yeah. You know, that horse is going to go. Well, you keep you keep pushing that carrot away from that horse, and that horse never gets that carrot. You know, you're defeating yourself. Yeah. Sir, but JD, hold on. There was another point I was going to make. Another thing, another thing that I'm sorry. There was one thing that that, that you mentioned about how after they got WCW and they were trying to do their own tradition, to be more blunt about that, in his years, you know, overseeing WWF, WWE and all that stuff, Vince McMahon and all them do not know what the meaning of the word tradition is, in my opinion. Why do you think now they call no. sports in That's it. Bottom line, man. Yeah. They don't know what the word, they don't know what the well, word means. They don't know what it no. means. No, well, the reason... The reason, the reason why it's called sports entertainment and why they define it that way now instead of wrestling was to get away from having to, to pay the state athletic commissions the money they have to shell out for them. In the state of Louisiana, the state athletic commission takes 30% of the box office. Uh, usually it was like 10% or 5% or what, what have you. And the, the way you become a commissioner is you donate money through campaign contributions to whoever's going to be the governor, and then the governor goes ahead and whoever you know whoever do, donated a, a good amount he wants to do a favor for, he makes him a state athletic commissioner. Um, sure. In Louisiana, for years and years and years, I'm just being honest. The three factions that were uh, that, that that made up the state athletic commission in Louisiana consisted of the Sheriff's Association, the legislature, and the mafia. You know, those are three. Those are three things. Those are three entities or three groups that never should have never been in business together. Yeah. You know. I agree with that, but that was just that was just. And I don't know now. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but that's that's the reason why uh, they 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 went from calling it sport, a sport to sports entertainment. Uh, you know, and and coming oh, oh, you know, we predetermined this, so it's not like these guys. You know, it, it's all BS. It it, it, it it was a way to get a it was a way to get around paying money. To another governing body. Oh, I you know, agree. That I agree. you know that that's I mean that well, it's a shoot. That, I mean, you gotta agree. That's that's exactly why they did it. You know, I, sure. I remember when, when when that happened as well, and I was like, you know, and hey, but are you are you gonna fold or are you gonna or are you gonna stay in for a hand? Yeah, you know. Sure. I mean, do you know how much money you know how much money that you, when you sell out a coliseum now if you got twenty twenty two thousand people in that coliseum and, and everybody's even if you if they were only charging ten dollars a pop that's two hundred and twenty thousand dollars that's almost a quarter of a million dollars you know if you're charging fifty you know you know, you see what I'm saying it's a it's it's all about the money it's all about the dollar coming in well, but you've got to, you know, you've got to look at it in, in those terms. Uh, now you take a building that seats like almost a hundred thousand people, like the Superdome, you know, and and you're looking at what I I don't know how many millions of dollars you're looking at on a to to run WrestleMania. Well, do you want to turn around and give a million dollars or whatever away? Yeah. Or do you want to hang on to as much as you can? You know. 
You know, so, you know, I mean, I'm not happy he did it, but I understand why he did it. I've got to tell you this, too. Now, as far as a businessman, yes, I've got a lot of respect for Vince McMahon because he took something that was – there was in, in back halls and in, in, in uh, scale skating rinks uh, revamped and, uh, uh, oh, you know, just a little bitty small auditoriums. And he, he's now, but Crockett was doing the same thing, all these territories all over the place. Then wrestling really got big. And it went from these small towns and small, small arenas and everything to major coliseums in, in the cities. You know, and then they started filling them up. What San Martino sold the Garden out seven years consistently. Every seven years, every event sold out because of Bruno San Martino. Yeah. You know, when you can do that, when you can do that, you're bringing something from from uh, from the pits of despair, if you will, like the bucket of blood and Rocky. You know, to the Philadelphia Spectrum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and Vince 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 accomplished his dream. He went nationwide, and then now he's worldwide. You know, he's got the shows in Saudi Arabia now, and this place and that place. Well, you know, he followed his dream, and he attained his dream, and he com- You know, he, he did it. So you can't take that away from him. You know, but on a personal level, the way he manipulated people's lives. And yeah. uh, you know, I was uh, come on, I was there. I, I didn't. I, I never wanted to be on steroids. Yeah, I took them there. There was you know a lot of pressure when I was up there. You know, I had a roid rage in the airport in Tampa because uh, baby doll, my wife at the time, didn't get ready for the to get to the airport in time for me to have breakfast, and I was you know, so I you know I didn't I didn't touch I never I never I never abused anybody like you know I never touched her but I was I was hollering because I, I was mad I wanted to eat and now we gotta get on a plane it's gonna be a few more hours before I get to eat you know and, and so I had a roid rage you know when we got home I went in the bathroom and I grabbed all the steroids that I had that I'd been taking and threw them away. Yeah. And I decided I'm not I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna do that. You know I love this lady so much and look how look what I just did. Yeah. You know, and I I, I didn't want, I, I I didn't want that. You know it wasn't worth it to me. No. You know and you reach that point you reach that point but to you know for you to make the big money and everything else well you gotta gas up. You know, well that was manipulating me. You know, and 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 they had me. They, they I fell into believing it. Well, you got to do this. Well, you know, I've proved over the years. Even though I'm skinny kid and this, that, and the other, I'm still one of the best that ever pulled on a pair of boots. You know, <laughs> I've got I, I've I've had I've got displays. Well, now it's only the I think the one museum is closed down, but my I've got a display at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Wichita Falls, Texas. My hat and a pair of my trunks and. Uh, uh, my duster, uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff sitting in there in the Hall of Fame. I mean, at the Hall of Fame in the museum part. Usually, guys got to be dead and gone to be in the museum. Not yeah. me, right? Why? You know, 
Why is it, Sam, we don't see any managers anymore in the sport except for various select few compared to what we saw back in the day, in your opinion? Well, um, why pay all that extra money out? Mm. You know, the only the only reason you give a guy a manager, the only reason you give a guy a manager is if he can't get on the mic and do the talking himself. And there's quite a bit of them now that don't have as much of mic skills. There's only a select few compared to back in the day when they had a good bit of mic skills. But there's a certain bit of people, I mean, you hear the same old diatribe, except in the promos that you said, go 15, 20 minutes long, and you hear the fans chant, oh, this is boring, this is bullshit. Oh well, yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think now. Uh, all they've got, they've got actors, and not, not actors, not athletes. Because yeah. if you, you know, everything is scripted now. Vince and them, they started scripting everything. And uh, what I found out about it in two thousand two, Steve goes, Steve, uh, no, and Steve was uh, JBL comes in the dress. He was my tag team partner in the nineties in Texas for a while. Um, so I go to an event in New Orleans, and he walks in, and we shake hands and everything. He goes, he goes, I'm sorry, Sam. He goes, I really want to talk to you. He goes, but i got to learn my interview. I looked over at Steve Austin and said, learn his interview. What's he talking about? And Steve looked at me, and he said, oh, yeah, the business has really changed. And he handed me scripts. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, I never had a script, and I tell you what, if somebody gave me a script, I think I'd wipe myself with it. I ain't going to do what somebody tells me to do. You know, when I got on TV, I said what was on my mind. Yeah, I would hit key points. I would hit key towns. I would, you know, I would hit things that, that I needed to hit, you know, or touch on, you know. But nobody's going to tell me what to say or put words in my mouth. Now it's to a point to where if you don't say what they tell you to say, then you don't have a job. Yeah. Well, I you know, and like you said earlier, I mean, I think Shell would agree. I think like you talked about AEW earlier. I hope Cody and Dustin and Tony Khan get a hold of you because we would love to see you on TV and talk to those guys like MJF, Kenny Omega. Well, talk to the yeah, talk to the powers that be. I mean. You've got a voice, too, and instead of me just going and asking, you know, if I think if the fans called in and said, hey, we'd like to, this guy's interested, we'd like to see him, that'll help, too, you know? Yeah. Um, I, some of the greatest, some of the, well, some of the biggest stuff in my life happened because somebody asked, asked the fans asked for me. They yeah. wanted to see me, you know? So when they want to, I, I mean, when I get to TBS, I, I would, I remember, I would have boxes every week. I'd have a big box of fan mail, you know, uh, from grandmothers and you know, teeny boppers, the grandmother, you know, everybody, everybody was writing me letters and yeah. stuff. And you know, the the older people, you know, they 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 wanted to like take care of me or uh, take me under their wing, or they were looking out for me and. And the young girls, boy, you know, oh, you're so cute, and this, that, and the other. And, yeah, and i got to tell you, I mean, I ate it up. I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I, but I had a real connection with the fans, with the people. And tonight, it's like, it's been really awesome here. I'm seeing friends that I hadn't seen in 35 years. And the, the one lady was showing me pictures tonight of, of me when I was 19 years old, you know, I was like, wow, I was a good looking kid, you know, <laughs> but it was awesome, what, you know? 
when is the book coming out next year, and what's the title? So that way you can keep my eyes going. We're, we're, we're keeping, we're, we're keeping, we're keeping the. I mean, I'm kicking around several ideas, but I'm really liking the the one idea that I had that I wanted to do for the documentary that we were doing um, on my story, and it's called "My Scars Tell Tell a Story." Okay, I'll keep an eye on that story. Yeah, okay. it's. <laughs> I, I've got. You know, I, I'm not gonna very well. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to keep it under 400 pages. You know, I was told, uh, you know, oh, you know, condense it down to 400 pages. But there's so much I want to offer people. I want to offer offer people my studies in the in in the good book in the in the word. I want people to know what I found in there and what's helped me through life. I want to put in there not just wrestling. But I want to put in there about the substance abuse issues, everything that I learned in in uh, programs and, and things, not just a 28-day program where you go and you think you're cured when you walk out the door. That doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was given the opportunity, I went to a nine-month-long prison rehab. I gained so much knowledge in that, and I want to share that knowledge, you know, to where – to where I can help people, you know, and if they're having issues and that, you know, they're making bad decisions in their life and they're using things. I'm not against anybody doing anything. I'm against anybody doing too much of anything. Because when you get an addiction and that's all you live for, your life is gone, you know. I don't want anybody that I know to stand before the Almighty on Judgment Day and hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I give and I try to help as much as I can. And what better way to help somebody than to lead them to salvation? And by the way, that's the name of my song on YouTube. You know, people were telling me, oh, you need to put it in so people would pay $1.99 to download it. You know, the Almighty gave it to me and put it in my heart for nothing. And it's on YouTube so the people can have that for nothing. If you type in the word salvation in Sam Houston and listen to it, it'll be three months, I mean three minutes worth of music that I hope will empower and encourage each and every one out there. Yeah. You know, and it's to, to have your own personal relationship with your creator. I don't want, you know, I sit there and I watch TV all the time and I see preachers in on there all asking for money. And, you know, you got to go to different churches and they're all, you know, the Messiah, mm-hmm. when he went, when when he preached, he didn't ask people for money. Matter of fact, he took two fish and five loaves of, bre- lo- loaves of bread and fed 5,000. You know, um, he didn't ask for money. You know, he didn't, ask, you know, uh, one of the scriptures is uh, foxes have dens, birds of the air have nests, but the son of, but, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. You know, he didn't have something to call his own. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and these are, he didn't ask. He was giving, you know, he gave his whole life and he gave his life. Yeah. So that we could be saved, but we, you know, we've got to make that decision, you know. And it's a personal decision. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, and I'm not twisting anybody's arm, you know, to to follow or or, or live or love the way I do. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm but happy. I want to open your eyes to it. 
I think you will with this book, and, and, and I'm glad to see you're doing very well with yourself, and keep up the good that's definitely no question about it. Well, guys, man, thank you all very much. Can let me get this out there before I get off here because I'm going to have to run here in a second. But uh, my Facebook page is under Michael Sam Houston. I'm a public figure, so my page is open for anybody to go to and look at. You don't have to be a friend to do so, but you can check it out. You know, hopefully you'll follow me. Um, I also have Sam Houston Fan Nation, uh, but you can look at these. You can look at these pages. Uh, you can message me. You know, uh, there's a YouTube channel. I'm not. Uh, I can't remember that. But you can go on YouTube, check out Salvation by Sam Houston, and you'll hear my song. Yes. Um, and you know, uh, but you know, I, it's, it's, I look. I just want to do as much as I can. Pretty soon I'll be relocating uh, to North Carolina. I'm looking forward to that because that will give me the opportunity to wrestle every weekend. I've also got an opportunity through a minister buddy of mine uh, that he owns two television stations. And I want to do uh, – I, I did this before. I've been helping people out as far as building and remodeling and stuff like that. And I want to find, you know, find and help people – that uh, they're maybe handicapped or on a fixed income and they need repairs and they need help or something like that. And I want to get the tool companies involved to where they sponsor my show, you know, by, you know, uh, let me use their tools and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll put plugs and promos in there for that. But we'll be able to, you know, I, I just, uh, I started off, I want to call it fulfilling needs, you know, because there are people who do have needs, and they those needs need to be met. A lady I, I helped out when the uh, I was on my way to WrestleMania in Dallas. She was a cancer survivor. The Red River breached the levee. When we rescued her, she was hanging onto a roof. Her house was on 11-foot stilts. The, the whole basin had flooded out. Well, she got rescued. I helped her with, helped her out with FEMA. Yeah. Saw her two years later. She'd lost both her legs with oh, wow. diabe- diabe- uh, diabetes. You know, so I set out for fulfilling the needs to build her a ramp. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't raise enough money to build her a ramp. They had a big freeze though, and her water heater burst. Our water heater went out, and sixteen pipes burst. I did raise enough money. I did raise enough money to put a new water heater and fix all her pipes. So I did that, and then I turned it over to Habitat for Humanity and took them the video that I'd made with my friend Teresa. And the lady told me, she looked in my eyes, and she told me, she said, Sir, this is our highest priority. So I was able to hand it away. Now, I saw Teresa the other day, and she's doing wonderful. But she needed a ramp built, yeah. you know? So, you know... The, the, the Almighty works, man, you know, and, and you just got to get to talking to him and have your own personal relationship. I want to tell you all, God bless. I love you all. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I look forward to any time you want me back. I appreciate y'all. Well, Thank have you. fun at the festival this week, Sam, and enjoy yourself and tell everyone uh, we, we will enjoy hearing from them at some point too, but we'll definitely have you back on before the new year, if not starting in the new year again. Okay, talk to you later. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. Yes, sir. Hey, Ladies and gentlemen, 
the one and the only, like I said, Michael Sandy Houston, of course, a professional wrestling legend here. And JD, let, let us, uh, of course, start working on getting links to everything involved with Mr. Houston on, on many of our I'm pages. Working on, I'm, I'm, I'm working on that Thank you very much. In the meantime, let's go and give the number one more time. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-055-POUND. This is episode 761 of WWS Revolution, 10.47 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. Friday, November 29, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, along with the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Ladies and gentlemen, during a brief skip that we had during our wrestling birthday segment earlier, uh, we unfortunately lost a live video feed from ROHUS. So, unfortunately, we did not have a chance to have the video locked in on that so we will try to go, go back to ROHUS at some point here of course in the next couple of weeks uh in the meantime also we do have someone on the line here who's been waiting very very patiently and of course we apologize for not getting him on during all this but of course we did have of course we did of course have our bit our guest tonight and so so let's go ahead let's go ahead and uh <clears throat> let's go ahead and bring him bring him in right now and when I, as as far as I see who it is, ladies and gentlemen, it is of course a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. Of course, if you think of his other nickname here, folks, you got to think about the other 60 sitcom Happy Days, <clears throat> where of course uh, one of the central characters did a little something. I do believe. Just like this. He went, hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Ponzi has made it on here. He's waiting ever so patiently uh, to join us here at 761 The Revolution. Uh, Ponzi, we welcome you, sir. I uh, apologize for that. Uh, we had a, we of course had a, I'm sure you were notified yeah, earlier. Okay. We yeah, had, we had, I um, couldn't hear you. <laughs> well, I didn't, I, I, I couldn't unmute it because, I, I mean, we, we, I could, unfortunately, I couldn't unmute you. But uh, but no. Uh, anyway, like I said, we're glad to have you on here, uh, gentlemen. Let us go ahead and dive right on into this here while we still have a few moments here. Um, and 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 again, like I said, my thanks to of course JD for bringing in for once again bringing in Mr. Mr. Houston here tonight. And of course, we'll I definitely get links. Everything. Some of the stories, I mean, some of the good stories that too. There some real yeah. fascinating never knew. Yes, and also we will, of course, put, provide links to everything involving Mr. Houston on all of our pages yeah. here, 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 here in here in W here in WCWS. So we'll definitely have that up here. So, gentlemen, why have you both on? Why, why have you both on? Let, let us go ahead and dive right on dive right on into it here. Of course, if we as we of course Wednesday night, of course, we did talk about. Uh, of course, as of course posted on Wikipedia, we will go in the order of the event itself, and we talked about, of course, five matches, which included the th three of the pre-show matches and two of the matches from the main show. Now we get into the second half of that. So, gentlemen, let's go ahead and not waste any time here. Let's go on. Let's go on right ahead here and take care of business. <clears throat> First off, JD, I'll start with you as we go into, of course, the match ended in 14 minutes and 10 seconds. It was, of course, the match for the NXT title. Of course, the gentleman that won the right to face the champion, of course, at War Games Saturday night. Uh, Adam Cole did get by Pete Dunne to hold on to the NXT belt. JD, your thoughts on this match? 
this is a good match with two of NXT's finest, the Bruiserweight versus the leader of the era. I I really enjoyed this match. I mean, two of my favorite tower. I've enjoyed them. Oh, and very entertaining, and uh, it did not disappoint. I really actually enjoyed this. This was very, very good. Fonzie, you're taking the NXT title matches. We saw Adam Cole defeat Pete Dunne in 14 minutes, 10 seconds. Yeah, baby. Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Pains. Still is, a re- still is a champion in NXT. <laughs> uh, he knows that Finn Balor is coming for him now, though, along with Tomasa. Yeah, Chiyaka. I know. I, I know. I know. Absolutely. Uh, next matchup here, of course, we'll talk about J.D. I'll go to you in 10 Okay, while well, we wait just a moment there. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just singing. <laughs> okay. so we'll have your karaoke hour at some point. In the meantime, uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt did get by Daniel Bryan to hold on to the Universal Title, or as we have now affectionately called it, the Booberry Championship. Uh, JD, your thoughts on the Fiend retaining the title? This one did not excite me. I was really disappointed about going in, and I was even more disappointed after the outcome, however, because it just wasn't all that great, you know? I mean, I really didn't think it was all that and then some, you know? It could have been a lot better. Indeed. Uh, Fonzie, your take on the Fiend hold on, hold on to the Universal title by getting by Daniel Bryan? Uh, I have, the, I have a, quite a news to tell you after we're done with this. Um, yeah, what happened on SmackDown tonight, but we'll get that. We'll get that, we'll get that in it, uh, after we're done with this. So. Okay. All right. Well, okay, but uh, your take on? Oh, okay. So, so. Uh, well, it, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty intense match, but I knew the theme Bray Wyatt was going to retain his title. So there you go. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. All right. Next match up here in 29 minutes and 25 seconds, which was the longest match of the entire show, as we saw the five. <laughs> On five men's Survivor Series triple threat elimination match, we saw Team SmackDown consisting of Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Court Jester Corbin, Mustafa Ali, and Shorty G. Get by Rollins, McIntyre, KO, Randy Orton, Ricochet of Raw, and Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith, and Walter of NXT to win that match. JD, your thoughts on this on on the men's Survivor Series match? Yeah, this is probably that SmackDown would win, however, and Roman coming out with a win over here. I mean, to see those two go down to the end, however, was pretty good. I'm glad Roman punched that little clown shoe, how clown shoes himself, playing Cockstain, Wedding Singer, Best Wear, Baldwin, people like Luther, want to be Corbin, however. But, uh, yeah, I was a little surprised that NXT didn't come through here, but uh, this was actually entertaining. And I think Roman earned Keith Lee's respect, and Keith Lee earned Roman's respect after the match. I mean, these two guys really beat the holy, really slugged it out with each other at the end, and you could tell that Keith Lee almost cracked a few ribs on Roman's hand. Fonzie, you're taking on the five-on-five-on-five Survivor Series match. We saw Team SmackDown prevail over Raw and NXT. <laughs> yeah, 
the last man standing was Roman Reigns. So uh, then, what JD said about Bear Corbin, uh, he got his money thing tonight. Uh, oh, I can't wait to say this tonight after we're done with this. I have uh, big, big news at SmackDown tonight from Alabama. Burlington, Alabama tonight. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you there. Next matchup here in an even seven minutes, a no holds barred match for the WWE title. We saw Brock Lesnar, of course, retain the title over Rey Mysterio. JD, your thoughts on this? Short and quick and really didn't excite me, let's just say. Okay. All right. Bonzi, your take on the WWE title match yourself, Brock Lesnar, get by Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I got to agree with JV on this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, of course, the last one here we'll talk about here in 18 minutes and 10 seconds, which was, of course, a feather in the cap for the women's revolution, of course, as, of course, they may have entered Survivor Series this year. As we saw the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, Get by the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey by submission. JD, your thoughts here on the Triple Threat Women's Title? Yeah, this, uh, this, this was quick. However, I'm not surprised Becky won. However, but or, or she, you said Sheena won, right? Sorry. Sheena won. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, thinking my girl did not win, but you know what? Though she got retribution at the end, and some people are saying that was yeah. poor. And the poor taste. You know what, though? Becky didn't give a damn. You know, that's, yeah. the way the, that's the way she is. And that's the way she's going to continue being. If you don't like it, too damn bad. I have two words for you, however, and you know what they are. And I'm not going to say the other meaning of it, but let's just say, however, you know, however, get over it. I mean, quit uh, acting like a uh, little bit. I mean, just. Quit acting like a quick quit yeah. acting like a bitch, JB, right? Acting like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And before we continue, I can tell you today is also happy thirty first birthday to Russell Wilson, sixty fourth birthday to Howie Mandel, uh Chadwick Bozeman, Jackie Robinson from the movie forty two turns forty two today. Happy birthday. Anna Ferris from oh, the movie also, happy 55th birthday to Don Cheadle. Happy 31st mm-hmm. birthday to Brooke. And 70th birthday to Hall of Famer Jerry the King. Yes, and I did actually say that in the history too about Jerry Ball. So, and yeah. before yeah. Bunty get in with his thoughts, Howard, and before he talks about SmackDown, I'll let him, uh, before he gets into SmackDown, I'll have one more thing to report, which I will report after Fonzie gets his thoughts about Becky. If I have some updates to report. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Your take, your take on the triple threat uh, match involving all three of the women's champions that we saw the NXT women's champion, Shayna Baszler, get by Becky Lynch and the cutthroat Bailey uh, to win this match. And she looks like a cutthroat. She looks like a witch now. Oh, boy, spooky. Uh, your thoughts here? Um, yeah. Uh, yep. Shayna Baszler is the girl. I, I love to see this maybe the TLC or down the road to Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. I would love to see Shayna Baszler versus 
Becky Lynch on a one-on-one match. I think okay. they were brought the. I think they would bring the house down. They these two fight. I would love oh, to see this. Seriously, oh, but uh, I hope they do. So I hope. Um, I think JD has a breaking. I think JD has news about uh, Becky Lynch. What's yeah, going I, on, JD? I, yeah, the, the word. Of, yeah, the word of Becky. I'm hearing. You know, you're right, Fonzie. The word I've been hearing too. However, there is some talk now early on. There is some early discussion about Becky and Shayna. Maybe either, like you said either in a couple of weeks at TLC in Minneapolis or possibly maybe at the Rumble in late January in Houston. Mm, that's good. That's, that's yeah. Yeah, yes, uh, of course, uh, a couple of things I did post, of course, and J.D. will get on get into these, I'm sure, in just a moment, but I've got the boogers up here. One story I did read about, apparently AEW is now getting some slack from the Maryland State Athletic Commission. Um, and I'm sure JD will have some more insights on that in a minute. But also, also I saw a video here that I did, I did notice this took place, of course, on Wednesday, as we saw the first female wrestler, uh, and, and that too, uh, in WWE history, uh, uh, officially leave NXT to officially join with uh, the referee uh, crew on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, Je- Jessica Carr is not going to be a referee on SmackDown. Is she made her debut? I thought I heard she. I thought I heard she was going to do it this week. I thought. But, I mean, I don't yeah, know if it's. She's either she's going to either start tonight in Birmingham or she's going to start next week in Fayetteville during the tribute to the troops. I think it'll be next week because I didn't see it, JD. I watched okay. it. Okay, but uh, okay. not there. But I did hear that Brock will not return until January, they're now saying, to build up yeah. his match. For, he's going to be off all of December, so he won't be back till January, probably until the first week of January, like in Oklahoma City, the first row of the new year and of the decade, 2020, probably, if not by the second week in Lexington, Kentucky, the University of Kentucky. But then I heard also... Seth Rollins now has to issue a public apology to the entire locker room on Monday in Nashville. He ain't gonna do it. He ain't gonna do it. I can tell you right nope. now, he's not. Gonna. He's nope. not gonna do it because I mean that that his words were his words came out of frustration. Yeah, I mean they, they really really did. And I mean if I, if this is something that he's building up here, of course for the for him to go back to the heel status that, of course, a lot of people actually remember him as. And I actually did like him as that for, for a short period of time. You know, then, you know, what, I mean, why, why would you, I mean, you got, you got, you got to think, of, you got to think about it. NXT had Raw and SmackDown against the ropes ever since what happened at Crown Jewel. If it hadn't, mm-hmm. if that storyline did not happen, if that thing at Crown Jewel did not happen, then I'm sure we would probably wouldn't have, the, have all this talk. Talk all this talk now. I mean, seriously, but that's yeah. how it really all really got started. Cause, like I said, it did one thing that we predicted would happen: that they would bring a crowd. They would bring they would bring a crowd of wrestlers up from NXT to to be showcased, of course, on on the main roster shows. And like I said, they thought, okay, Triple H felt this was the perfect opportunity to get our people. Of course, like I said, the limelight that they deserved and all that. And he's very, very passionate. He's, he's always felt very passionately about that. 
I've read many, many things about that. And uh, I got to give the man a little bit of credit here for, like I said, at least now having a lot more sense now than his own father-in-law does now about how this thing, this company should go. And Vincent Mann needs to start really taking an example from, from of course, from what Triple H is doing. Bottom line, because, I mean, you got because look what's been going on. We've seen the proof in the pudding. I mean, new, multiple things has changed and all that. And I mean, that one thing, one story we we heard, of course, like I said, with this whole thing in Saudi Arabia, you know, one that one time they were they almost came uh, came to came came to head between Vincent Mann and the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia over what happened with the, with, with with what with, with the flight situations and all that. Next thing you know, Vincent Mann's dismissing all that because they signed a new deal to stay over there. Up until what was it? What did they say? Twenty twenty two or something? That's another, another three years. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the thing about it, it, it doesn't take him that long to really change his mind or his opinion about things. That he'll say, okay, he doesn't like. There's one thing he was very disgusted with. The next thing you know, oh, okay, well, I'm just we're just missing that because that didn't really happen. And you know, and and they go and start and they go ahead and they start. To, he starts kissing the crown prince's hind end and all that. I mean, I mean, the thing about it is, you wonder if there's ever, ever, if, 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 ever since this whole thing with Saudi Arabia ever came up, you know, a few years ago when they started having events over there, doesn't it strike anyone that I'm sure that the one reason why they probably, why Vincent Mann is is very, very passionate more than anything to keep this relationship with Saudi Arabia going. Is that you don't really think it for one single solitary second that they're trying to somehow have a stake in WWE, do you? I mean, they're trying to buy the thing, do you? I mean, then that, that's that. They wouldn't put doubt, I wouldn't doubt it at all. If they're trying to buy the blame company. I bet you that's what. Yeah, I bet you. I really do. I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, and because, like I said, why, why, why else, why else would he back off from what he was saying? You know, saying all these things about it and all that, and dismissing the whole thing about what happened with his people. You know, being being stranded over there for a while. I mean, he getting a free ride on not not even not being over there to help support his people who were stuck over there for a long time. And then the next thing, and then the next, and then the next thing, you know, boom and all that. You know he he he's on their side. The next man he's on his own and all that. Just like he he did in several storylines over back in the late '90s. We all remember all that. I mean I do. I mean I mean one time he'll act, act, act like he's with the fans, and all of a sudden he don't give a darn about them. Which that's what's the case right now. He's doing that. He's doing that storyline in real life now, guys. He's doing it in real life, in my personal opinion. But as I was telling Mr. Houston a little while ago. You know, he, he did mention about, you know, the Triple H and Vince and all them writing their own tradition. Yeah, well, that's the case. But like I said, as I said, I said before, I'm sure, J.D., you heard me say this is Ponzi. I'm oh. uh, about, to, about to say, right, oh, hold on, let me, let, me, let me finish. I don't know you want to say something. No. No, but, okay. but, but, yeah, but no, but I thought J.D. was going to say something. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, my point of view is like this. Vince McMahon himself, ever since, like I said, he's been this bit, he's been doing this sort of thing. You know, took his took over the, the coming from his dad back in the late seventies, early eighties, and all that stuff, and started having his start having it things his way and everything like that. But even around that time, and even into the, today, he's still 
that does not know the true meaning of the word tradition. And if he did, he wouldn't be doing all this crap he's doing now. Bottom line. Plain simple. Plain simple. Now, and so I just want to get that. I had to get that off my chest because, like I said, I mean, at least AEW is doing something, uh, doing something about it. And I'll get, I'll give them that. Like they're filling in that void that people have been missing for years. I give them that. I really do, because AEW is no is actually starting to really spike up a little bit. You know, in terms of uh, you know, and 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 gain, gain the interest of the fans. They've been doing that ever since even before the company got started. And you got you you got to hand it to him for doing that. You know, I'm sure Dusty right now is smiling up there in heaven right now, seeing what his boys, well, especially what his youngest boy has been doing all that, keeping that tradition alive, filling in filling in that void that was left, you know, after WCW left and all. And and the thing about it is, and this is like I said before, the reason why WWE is is like it is right now because they weren't prepared for what was what's going on right now because they haven't had to worry about any competition at all. For the past yeah. 18 years. And, and they were prepared going into this now. So, plain and simple. So, anyway, let's go ahead. And I think Fonzie has an update and report here about what happened tonight on SmackDown. So, Fonzie, sir, if you please, sir, let's, let's run down. Let's hear what you've got to say about that. Okay. Well, start off tonight with Roman Reigns calling out Bear Corbin to want to fight. And he backed away. He put uh, Robert Roode and his girlfriend, um, well, what's his face? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and, <laughs> and tonight, Roman Reigns defeated Robert Roode. But uh, it got a little bit interesting out there. He... Uh, after Bobby Roode tried to smash his head with the cane, whatever, mm-hmm. and he said about his family, uh, he went on a rampage and uh, took Bobby Roode through the bear. Uh, he went on a rampage, uh, Roman Reigns, um, through this, through, uh, uh, unbelievable through announce table, um, up at the ramp. I don't know. It was, it was just like it was buried. It was buried with a rubble uh, barricade, uh, announce desk, and other ringside instruments. So uh, next we had all uh, Michelle Ali. Defeated Drew, Drew Gulak. Uh, then we had Lacey Evans confronted SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey and Sasha Banks, uh, which that didn't help. Then Nikki Cross. This where it gets interesting, uh, Chad. This where it gets interesting. Nikki Cross defeated Sonny Deville, but. Who shows up? Um, JD hates this poor girl. A little Miss Bliss is back helping Nikki Cross because they were in a two on one handicap match. And 
and uh, Miss Bliss came out and helped her. Well, before that, we heard a break, another breaking news. Before Alexa Bliss came back, next Friday, you're going to see, welcome back to SmackDown. We haven't seen him for a while. It's Sheamus. He's coming back next Friday on SmackDown. Uh, that's who's going to come back. Then we had a tag team, like a part, like a Thanksgiving celebration with the New Day. Opening challenge to anyone who wants to take on their titles. Well, who shows up? Sami Zayn. Makamura and Cesaro. Well, that the new day defeated Intercontinental Champion Makamura and Cesaro in a tag team match. Uh, the new day remains the tag team champion. Well, back in the States, they were going back and forth with Daniel Bryan. And this was a very, very strange night with what um butter uh fun uh firefly funhouse came on like three four times actually like the twice but they went in the back and tried to get the answer of Daniel Bryan which um Bray White was opening challenge to Daniel Bryan well this end up. This ended up the la- like the, the main event, closing out the show, put it that way. And will Daniel Bryan respond? Yes. 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 So Daniel Bryan responded to Bray Wyatt to a rematch again with him. And, yes, you're going to see the rematch between uh, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. And end of the show, if, um, like, towards the end, the Funfly come up again, and all of a sudden the building changed red, guess who showed up underneath the ring? Bray Wyatt. Took Daniel Bryan to hell underneath the ring. He pulled all his hair out from the underneath the ring tonight. So now all of a sudden we have another breaking news coming in to um, Starcade this coming Sunday. We got two matches added on. Put it that way. Okay, the first match they added on is a women's tag team championship fatal four-way match. You got the Kubi Warriors, the champion, versus Raw women's champion Becky Lynch and her friend Charlotte Flair versus the SmackDown women's champion Bailey Shasha Banks versus... Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the Tag Team Championship Fail 4-Way. That will be coming Sunday. And also, 
the last man standing match between Rusev and Bobby Ashley, we'll say. Then Kevin Owens show. As the first announced on the WWE bump, Kevin Owens will welcome the special guest, Ric Flair. So, yeah, that's all we got for that. By the way, on SmackDown, what happened tonight and the match, the match, two matches added on to Starcade. So, and you got the Kevin Owens show with Ric Flair. So, um, yeah, that pretty interesting night at SmackDown, we'll say, because you're going to have Sheamus coming back next week on SmackDown, and you just had a return of Mrs. Bliss tonight, helping her friend Nikki Cross, and now, like I said, a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match fade a four-way for the titles. So you're having... Kabuki Warriors versus Raw, Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch and her friend, Ric Flair, uh, Charlotte Flair. Then you have a Women's Smackdown and Bailey and her friend, Sasha Banks, versus uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Well, we'll see what happens between those four, actually those two, Bailey and Sasha, if they, you know, turn their backs against Alexa Bliss and, and Nikki Cross. Um, I hope they stick together and face a bookie Warriors for the championship because um, they might win. They would have stayed together, take out the Raw and whatever, you know, uh, Nick, you know, Ric Flair and the other have a one-on-one match two-on-one, whatever you can get. But it looks like a pretty interesting as Starcade this coming Sunday. So the two matches are added. Then you got you got Rusev taking on Bobby Ashley, last man standing match. We'll see how that goes. Because you, you know you're going to have uh, um, Lana by her boyfriend side, so it might be three-on-one. It might be on two-on-one handicap match. So, but, yeah, that's that's the night tonight. So, it was a pretty interesting night until the end. It got weird. It closed out the show with Bray Wyatt took Daniel Bryan underneath the rink and took him in hell and took out all his I guess he grabbed all his hair out from his head, I guess. Uh, it looked, it was a pretty closing, closing assignment tonight. So, and Roman Reigns destroyed Bobby Roode and buried him underneath the desk and barricades, whatever he finds. So, he got him, he got him on a stretcher tonight. So, yeah, Bobby Roode got it out of the stretcher tonight, out of the side of the ring. So, but yeah, like I said, that was a pretty interesting night. Like I said, welcome back, Alexa Bliss, and now next week you're gonna see returning Sheamus, so Cesaro's friend. 
So we'll see what happens with that. If Sheamus is going to go attack his former friend, former tag team, Cesaro. So we'll see. But we'll see what happens. That's going to be next Friday when the return of Sheamus. But this week, starting at Starcade, you got two matches plus KO Show and the special guest is a nature boy. Profiling and styling is Ric Flair. So we'll see. But like I said, every, it was pretty interesting. Weird ending, but you know, two superstars are going to return to SmackDown. And we already saw one, Miss Bliss. And you're going to see Sheamus next week. So, yeah, that's the news from the SmackDown from Burlington, Alabama, Rolling Tide. So, yep, they're pretty interesting at Alabama tonight. Uh, oh, okay. That's all I gotta say, Chad. <laughs> well, thank you very much, here indeed, Fonzie, there for that. Of course, report about SmackDown. Uh, one, also another quick thing before before we uh, was a little bit past eleven o'clock hour here. And I spoke JD about this, and I'll ask Fonzie your opinion here as well. Uh, since, since we did get a chance to talk about this last night, because of course of being Thanksgiving, Wolfpack was on hiatus. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, first, I'll ask JD. Any thoughts about what happened Wednesday night on AEW? Uh, well, I'm going to save it till next week. That's to say. Okay. All right, Fonzie, your thoughts about anything? Because I did mention, of course, on NXT Wednesday night, we did see uh, uh, Jessica Carr, the referee, of course leave NXT to go to SmackDown to officially start her refereeing duties there. But other than that, uh, uh, any any other thoughts you might have about the, this past week's NXT? Um, well, I don't know if JD told you that I was at the pit volleyball game Wednesday night. And I didn't make it on a show, I think. Did I or didn't? And... I'm not sure. I was at the pit and uh, volleyball game okay. on Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the video that I posted on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, guys, Tommaso Ciampa even stayed at the, after all that and even gave some praise to uh, uh, referee Jessica Carr because I, because I said she was – and I, did, I, did, I didn't know where she was going when I first noticed that she was leaving. I didn't know if she was leaving WWE or just leaving NXT. But no, as I said, she was going to officially start refereeing on SmackDown, which I thought that was which I thought that was kind of a kind of cool and all that. And, uh, um, and apparently, apparently, like I said Tommaso Ciampa, like I said, gave uh, gave uh, gave Miss Carr her her, her her dues and everything like that. And um, and so. Um, and of course, and what was funny, even Triple H was out there too, but he didn't, he didn't say anything. He he just left the night to them, which I, so that that's 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 why, I, that's why I I have respect in that matter for Triple H that at least he wouldn't take anything away from his people who are working very very hard to make sure he, they give him the show that he'd like to see. And you know the referees, of course, are a very integral part of that. And so I was, I was glad to see that they, that uh, he gave, uh, he gave them that opportunity to do that. And it's hardly they only have like four, ref- four or five counting this point. Now that they only have about like four referees 
officially on NXT now. Uh, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it, of course, next week. We we'll go back to our normal routine. Uh, of course, start on on, on that next Wednesday night. We'll talk about everything that happened this week. We'll talk about we'll talk about it next week. There, yes. uh, and, and and of course, what a belch by Fonzie. That belch was being <laughs> that belch was being sponsored by Chris, It was by Crystal Light Raspberry Tea. <laughs> yes, yeah, all the all the taste of Crystal Light Tea, but in your favorite fruit flavor. In this case, uh, cramp. Uh, as JD, as Fonzie says, of course, and of course, Fonzie's favorite flavor there, and of course, many other flavors. Check out Crystal Light Tea in your grocery's counter here today, of course, and tell them that the Heartbreak Kid says it's crystal delicious. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I gave you a plug there, Dean. So Fonzie, so that's great. You know, you don't have some crystal Light come to your house. So there you go. <laughs> if you do, <laughs> let me know if that happens. <laughs> Oh, I do have it. I do have it. <laughs> you know, let me know. Let me know if they, if they have a truck pulling up to your house for some. That's what I want to know. <laughs> so I did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Let me see what what else here I want to add. Um, uh, uh, gentlemen, anything else, y'all? Anything else anybody wanted to add before we close up shop here for the evening? Yeah, a couple of things. Okay, go ahead, JD, please. Uh, and also, by the way, I hope everyone did enjoy their Thanksgiving holiday yesterday. I hope no one didn't get stuffed too much mm-hmm. like me. So, JD, please go ahead and start with your thoughts. All right, well, first off, we want to congratulate the following teams for advancing to the state title finale next weekend in Hershey. Thomas Jefferson beat Peter Strasburg today 44-2. They will be playing, of course, uh, in Central Valley tonight, won 45 nothing. They are on their way to the championship games, however, in Hershey next week. Central Valley shut out Bald Eagle. Uh, also, other games of note, uh, Downingtown West lost to Central Dolphin, D-A-U-P-H-I-N, by 21-65-44. Thomas Jefferson will play Dallas, no, not the Cowboys. Dallas High School against the Jersey Shore, no, not the situation. Snooky, Jay Wow, and those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dallas and CJ will play next Thursday night in Hershey in the championship game. Also, congratulations definitely goes out to Wyoming area who beat Tamaqua 21-0 tonight. Avonward, for the first time in state school history, will play Southern Columbia, a very tough team. Next week, they beat Wilmington tonight, the Greyhounds, by 12 at Avonward. I mean, this is a team 60 last week, however, won their first championship since 1959, and now they're going for the state crown next Friday in Hershey. Good luck to them. Uh, Clareton, the uh, Bears, unfortunately, lost to the Farrell Steelers 13-10. Oh, uh, Clareton Bears, they lost again. Man. Yeah, four turnovers. A good season for the Bears, nevertheless. Congratulations on a good That's season. Fair. Arrow will play Lacko, Bishop Guy Lafoyle, who beat Lackawanna Trail 11 to 7. And in the other game, uh, Chet Lehem, of course, beat Chet Lehem by 56 points. But Archbishop Wooden was one of the last three seconds in a tight game against Gateway. The Gateway Gears almost made it to the state title finale, but a great season for coach Don Hall. H-O-L-L. They lose by three to Archbishop Woods, 421 by tomorrow. Good luck to the Central Catholic Vikings. Marina's alma mater. 
They got a very tough order. St. Joe's Prep, one of the toughest teams in the East Coast, however. Marvin Harrison's son, Marvin Harrison Jr., who's one of the top juniors in the state of Pennsylvania, will be going up against the Vikings. He plays for St. Joe's Prep on the West of the Vikings. And also, uh, keep in mind, guys, our prayers and thoughts are with what happened earlier today in London. A very scary situation happened mm-hmm. there in Amsterdam, believe it or not. Yep. And, and yep. you know, earlier today, in London, apparently, apparently this gentleman who was in prison for six years for terrorism offense force released last year stabbed several people in London today too fatally before being tackled by members of the public and then fatally shot by law officers on the London Bridge. Uh, like I said, pretty scary ordeal. However, this happens two weeks before Bryn holds its national election December 12th, as apparently this is uh, this is how it all happened. Metropolitan Police Chief Officer Christina Dick spent officers were followed just before 2 p.m. to Fishmongers Hall, a conference venue at the north end of the London Bridge, the pedestrian vehicle bridge between the city and the city's business district for the south end of the town. Again, two people, however, were apparently, however, uh, like I said, stabbed. The gentleman got, and then, of course, in Amsterdam, in an open market in Amsterdam tonight, our Apparently, another guy went ballistic, however, there as well, being there in Amsterdam. Three people wounded, we understand, however. This comes after, of course, when the man that did in London wore a fake explosive vest, stabbing several people in London was tackled by, they said it was a terroristic attack, but now they're saying, of course, Yes, it is. No, J.D., it is a terrorist attack. What, in London? That's what they're saying. What, in in London. Well, I know no, that, in London. Yeah, I know London, but I'm not sure about Amsterdam. I think they said... No, no, sure. but London it is. The terrorist attack. Yeah, London it was. Yes, in London I did hear it was. You're right, yes. So keep yeah. your prayers to people in Amsterdam and also London. Thank you very much, J.D. Uh, coming in around the wire, right before we get ready to leave, ladies and gentlemen, we do have someone else coming in here, and I do believe, if I'm looking at this correctly... I think there's something that this that this incoming caller. I think it's something that he wants to, to possibly talk with the boss man here. So I, I think we all know what that's about. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and just go go ahead and just introduce him straightforward. He is, of course, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also another part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon. Right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I did hear a little while ago that he actually stole one of J.D.'s songs. Uh, I don't know what he wants it for, but I mean, that's, 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 I'm not sure, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, maybe he might use it as a slingshot. I don't know. About it. <laughs> anyway, ladies, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, of course, the one and the only, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, welcome to 761 The Revolution. Here tonight, sir. I am the king, you don't want to fight me, I am the king, 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 I
Did yes, I John. just hear? Did I just hear somebody say they want to make a wager with me? Well, apparently, John. Uh, uh, first off, I was kind of reminded about it because, to be honest with you, I did not know about what this about what was going to go what was going to happen on Sunday until I heard it from JD himself. That your your hometown team, that Washington Redskins, are supposed to face my beloved Carolina Panthers, uh, and I did not know this until few, until earlier this week. And uh, so, um, apparently, the answer to your question is yes. So, uh, I guess that's the best way I can see it. Uh, so, well, of course, and I'm sure like, so you have J.D. and Fonzie here as well, John. Um, um, let me see. Before you, announce any scores, before you announce any scores and before I announce any scores, uh, we got to figure out what's the best, what's, what's the best thing to do. And, of course, of course, what of course the ultimate thing that we that I can obviously think of is to is to have once again a trivia championship matchup and and of course and of course I will I will I will obviously of course make the uh, um, I will I will I will make the stakes here a little bit and no I'm not talking about my infamous favorite London brawl I'm talking about the of course, I will. I will name the stakes here since I don't, since I do not compete in any of the matches. Uh, all I do is officiate them um, or host them, I guess you can say, if you will. Uh, I will, of course, have to unfortunately have to have the unneedable time task here of nominating either JD or Fonzie to actually take that responsibility. So, gentlemen, I'm sorry to put you two on the burner, but like I said, I mean, that's the only thing that I'm putting up. I mean, I'm sure John has probably had, has something else in mind. Well, but, can I say something, Chad, before well, let we me, do anything? Well, you know, give me a minute to just look for but Yeah, make go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and name your poison. What, what is it? Go ahead. I said, if you, I'm willing to put my 24-7 title on the line with your bet between you and John for Washington versus the Panthers, the Redskins. So you want, you I'm, want willing, to put the... I'm willing to put my 24-7 title. Whoever wins you know, between whatever, I'll face the winner, whoever. You pick. Okay. I'm willing. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let's. I, I actually believe it or not. I let me see. Um, John, I met John. May have something else in mind in case, like I said, if his team beats my team. Um, but my ultimate bet here is, unless he just decides just to go along with mine all the way through, uh, or I've got I've got a better solution. I've got a better solution. I will 
Fonzie's Fon already named which belt he's going to put up. JD, the belt that you have that um, I'm having to do the, I'm having to throw the, throw, throw the meat to the lions, I guess you can say per se. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. JD's the meat. <laughs> no, absolutely. He's the, he's the meat. Okay. Um, let me see here. Uh, ooh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I haven't added a whole lot of he, these here recently. You know what? I've I've got it. I've got a real good one here. I got a real good, real good. I, 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 well, was, okay, okay. Hold on to the music there. Uh, Fonzie's going to do the twenty four seven belt. JD, the belt that I'm actually going to that I'm going to have to risk in your case. And my apologies for this, but of course, <clears throat> um, but. You know, you know my, you know my, uh, you know my situation with that uh, is the WCWS Revolution Championship. Which is one that you, okay, so John, you've heard, you've heard the, you've heard the setup here, you've heard the stakes. Do you have something else in mind, or are you willing to accept this bet here? And then, while and then, I, if you accept this bet, then I will name. One more condition concerning this, concerning this, uh, concerning this offer. We'll say. I accept. You accept. Okay. Well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If the Redskins win, then JD has to put his Revolution belt on the line against you. Okay. If I win, then Fonzie has to put his belt up against you. Okay. Okay, are you willing to accept that? Uh, JD, Fonzie, whoever wins, I only have two words for y'all before I head out. Nice. Game on. Okay. Um, and, and 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 John, well, before you leave, though, but we got to actually add a little bit to it. We got everybody know what we're going to say in terms of the scores, or and also oh, yeah. this does count if, of course, we come close to whatever we say, okay? Because you know it's not going to be exact sometimes. So if it comes close to what we say, okay, there you go. Uh, so so John. Uh, by the way, JD, where are they playing? Are they playing in? Are they playing? Uh, as at, I think at the Skinners. I think. No, it's I'm not Charlotte. sure. No, it's JD, Charlotte. Charlotte. Fon, okay. Fonzie, they're not the skin. They're not the Skinners. They're the Redskins. I know that. I know. Don't make me come over Don't make me come over to your house and choke you. <laughs> well, well, John, John. Hold up, hold on. And just to give you an early projection, the weather forecast for Sunday, they are calling for rain and 66. Is it in Charlotte? Uh, is, yeah. is it in Charlotte or is it in? Uh, it's in Charlotte. It's in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, I know there's supposed to be rain in North Carolina all weekend. I know especially tomorrow it's going to be the heaviest. Yeah. 
Well, I heard Sunday is supposed to rain too. But thank you for the forecaster. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Yeah, John. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes. But John, play it fair. Since I named the bet, you will get to choose what your prediction is for the score. JD, mark this down, please. I'm marking. Go ahead. Okay. Jay. Okay. JD, you might as well put your John Hancock in this. 20. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. 24 to 17. Mm. Good pick. Good pick. Fascinating. 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 Okay. Well, well, that's my Ronald Reagan impression. Huh. Well, <laughs> Fonzie, get out of my bowl of jelly beans. Well, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. I feel your pain. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, well, of course, obviously, I'm picking Carolina. It is obvious. Uh, Carolina, and with all respect to the human suplex machine, uh, Charlotte will, I mean, Carolina will beat Washington. <laughs> okay. Mm. We'll just say Carolina will win by score of, there you go. That's, a, that's, that's, that's more appropriate. Okay. We'll win. We'll win by a score of. I'm going to up it a little bit. I'm going to say. I'm going to say thirty twenty, Carolina. Okay, I got. Okay, and like I said, whichever one is, and of course, even whichever one is closest, the top part of it, John, is is important. Whoever wins, like I said, will win the bet. And of course, if if and also another and a third part of it, John, listen very carefully. If Carolina wins it, as I as 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 I as I said, then you will face Fonzie for the twenty four seven title, and you will and you will uh, you will have that match. Hmm. Next Wednesday. You'll have it on Wolfpack next Thursday. Which is easier for did you say Wednesday, Fonzie? Yeah, I say Wednesday night. Wednesday night? Okay, we'll do it Wednesday night on Revolution. JD, make that note if yeah. but if you Okay, but if you win, John. Um I'll we do it. Thursday. You'll you'll do it. You'll we'll do it when Wolfpack returns next Thursday. Yep. Okay. Is that is that fair enough? Is that fair enough? John. Yep. You, okay. Yeah, it is. JD. Okay, Fonzie. Yeah. Everybody hear everything? Nope. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Don't forget, yeah. don't forget next Monday you know, we'll talk about the aftermath of Starcade. Get you set up for TLC. And plus this week, besides the football news, we will talk about some of our favorite moments of 2019 as we start down the countdown. <laughs> so be ready. Absolutely. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, there'll be an option. And one more thing. When I, when I head off right now, Fonzie, JD, like I said, I got two words for you boys. 
game on. Yes. Well, I got to say, John, I don't know what, what college team fan are you? Are you for Virginia Tech or Vir- Virginia? I just want to wish... I'm VC all the way. VC? Yeah, Virginia no, and VC. I'm in the DMV yeah. region, Vaughn. Okay, okay. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought, you know, because there are both rivalries together, Virginia Tech and Virginia. Well, oh, if you no, were Virginia no, no. Tech, <laughs> like I said, if you were a Virginia Tech fan or the Cavaliers I'm still fan, a Virginia Tech I fan. Okay, well, congratulations. A tough loss against Virginia at Virginia today for the console championship. That was a very great game between those two schools. And uh-huh. like I said, c- congratulations, but a tough loss for you guys. But you guys had a great season. Keep your head up, you know, and you'll, hopefully you'll get a nice bowl bid. See, but that was a Thank very you, tough yeah. loss between, between those two, between that the school you guys played today. I know they're both a rivalry. They've always been a rivalry. And this is the first time Virginia won the console for 15 years in the division. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That's a very long time for Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah, they say 15 years. So um, congratulations to you. Tough victory, but keep your head up. You'll go, like I said, you know, a very it doesn't, it doesn't matter which, which Virginia sign I support. It doesn't matter. It, well, I, I you, know, you know, say, uh, I don't know, because, you know, they're both the rivalries, you know. So, you know, just like us in Penn State, we're us in West Virginia. We're like, we're bigger rivalries, you know, and mm-hmm. that was a tough fight for them. Because them two, whoever wins, get the, the division title console. Now, next week, you face Clemson. 11-0 Clemson. Go. Now, who's... Yeah. Well, Virginia's facing again if, if I may ask before I have... What's that? Uh, Virginia's going to... It's going to face the Clemson. Cavalier. The Virginia Cavaliers versus uh, Clemson Tigers for ACC championship. Okay. Next week. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, All right. Whatever. All right. <laughs> yeah. So. And, also, and also, before John leaves, I want to mention here, too, that over the weekend, we'll be auctioning off a set of JD's songs. Bidding will start at 10. <laughs> And all goes to uh, all goes to the JD. For God's sakes, please wear a boxer's foundation. <laughs> <laughs> it might be glowing in the dark. He might have a uh, he might have a song glows in the dark. Uh, so if he loses it. He knows where it is because it's going to be glowing in the dark. <laughs> His own personal flashlight. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, shit. Okay. 
Yeah. All right, guys. JD, we got, we got a message, JD. I am. And, and JD left. I didn't know he already left. Oh my god! I did not know he did. Did he leave? All right, guys. Yeah. So I'm gonna wow. get off of here, and I hope y'all have a good night, and talk to y'all. You too, John. All right, you have a good one, John. We'll talk to you over the weekend here, and we'll talk to you Raw Radio on Monday afternoon. All right, and hope hope all you guys had a good good Thanksgiving. Oh, indeed. Yes. Yes. This, yeah. this, this, turkey, this turkey got stuffed. So yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Later, guys. Take care, John. All right, John. So Take care. We'll do. Thank you very much, sir, John. That was a human suplex machine, John Gross, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you for popping on here for us here tonight as well. As of course, as of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, the bet we just made here, of course, was between, of course. Uh, we did. I did. I did not recall until earlier this week that his Washington Redskins and my Carolina Panthers were going to be playing over the weekend, and so the bet was officially made. Uh, <clears throat> the, the bet was officially made just a little while ago because you heard the results of that, and I will talk about that, of course, on Power Hour, of course, as it goes back to its regular time tomorrow evening at six o'clock, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com, when we review everything that went on in the radio network here this week. Plus, also, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of 411 Mania, and also tomorrow's wrestling history and birthday. Stick around for just a moment here, and then, um, then you can, uh, you can, you can uh, listen, listen on as I, of course, take care of a couple of quick things. We thank everyone very much for joining us here for episode 761 of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jeremy Geralmo, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here. As well as, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and ladies and gentlemen, WWUS uh, Hall of Famer and pro wrestling legend, Mr. Michael Sam Houston, for joining us here tonight. What an extra special treat, of course, the Friday after Thanksgiving the, the, for him to come on and, and listen to, of course, some great stories, of course, from the days of, of days of old in the world of what we know it as and as professional wrestling. And if anybody wants to quote me on, wants to uh, question what, what I say about that, then I got three words for them. Just bring it on, okay? Because that's what I want to call it. And we have it. <laughs> that's what it is. So, so bad. I mean, Fonzie here knows it. JD knows it. John knows it. Everybody knows it. It's wrestling, pure and simple. It's, it's entertaining, yes. And it's a sport. But it's called wrestling. So, so for all those out there who have to call it something different, deal with it. That's all I gotta say. <clears throat> but ladies and gentlemen, we'll be we looking forward to hearing from you, of course, over the weekend here on Power Hour tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, and also of course uh, WWS this morning, this Sunday morning as well, eight oh five eight six one three pounds. As we of course talk about Sundays, Western history and birthdays. And also, of course, some wrestling news tidbits from com to get you help to get you out the door before church services, of course, every Sunday morning. <clears throat> uh, Revolution episode 761 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. But we are, of course, are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Do not forget as well on eBay. To check out Perpetual Uniquity Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. And also, don't forget, folks, Bulldog DVD Sells in Variety, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD Sells Variety, where, of course, like I said, right now, through December 31st, ladies and gentlemen, time is winding down. 
we had our ongoing special. Every single DVD and Blu-ray posted on the page is worth $1. More DVDs and Blu-rays still to come. So be watching for the page here over the weekend and then check out all the new additions. And, of course, you might see something here that you might be very, very fond of. So definitely check us out here at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety, where our motto is, you take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. <clears throat> take care of yourselves and each other. We'll definitely see you in the ring. And as always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. Have a terrific weekend. Of course, if you're around my neck of the woods, stay dry. Be careful out there. And of course, everywhere else, have a terrific weekend. And we'll, of course, we'll talk at you tomorrow and Sunday. And of course, get you prepped for all the things going on next week, starting with Raw Radio on Monday afternoon. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. Have a terrific weekend.